Open your Bibles with me to Psalm 78. Psalm 78. A poetic history of Israel. Dark sayings. But for those who've studied the Old Testament and who've remembered some of the things they've been taught, it's not that dark. We only want to read the first eight verses this morning. And the subject that we want to see in these eight verses is the subject of faith. We want our children and their children to set their hope in God, as verse 7 describes. That they will not forget the works of God, but they'll keep His commandments. As verse 8 describes, that they might not be a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. We want our children's spirit to be steadfast with the Lord. I hope that every father in here wants his children to exceed him and excel him in every measure that's important. And we ought to labor toward that end. So as we read these eight verses, they're describing the duty of fathers to teach the generations to come faith. Because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, and fathers need to tell their children the mighty works of God for their faith to be established in that God. It applies to fathers as much as it applies to ministers. How shall they call unless they believe? How shall they believe unless they hear? How shall they hear unless they be given a teacher? And the Bible has sent every one of you fathers and grandfathers to be the teachers of your children and grandchildren. Let us rise together and read the first eight verses of Psalm 78. Together. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord, and His strength, and His wonderful works that He hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God And not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments. And might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. Amen and amen. You may be seated. We have two parents that are present this morning that are expecting a child. There is no greater privilege 
about bringing a child into the world than to teach them these things that are described in these eight verses. The rest of you already have your children. Your children may already be grown. But then there's grandchildren. And you may be so old that you even have great-grandchildren. And so you have an opportunity to still fulfill these eight verses. In any way that you can devise to teach them the way of the Lord. Look at verse 3. It tells us, David writing, These are things which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. It is from one father to another that is one of God's appointed means for the perpetuation of the truth in the world. It is for ministers to teach the truth to other ministers who shall in turn be able to teach others as well, but it's also the duty of fathers. You know, we're not in Second Timothy right now. We're in Psalms. And Psalms, the burden is upon the fathers. And every man here ought to be convicted right now before the holy God of heaven and earth for the great things He has done, and He has revealed them to us. Right. He has not left us ignorant of them. He's taught them to us, and we should teach them to our children. David goes on to say, Our fathers told us. Then he says in verse 4, We will not hide them from their children, meaning their grandchildren. Often in the Bible, you've got to look carefully at the word son, whether it's son or grandson, children or grandchildren, because these are the ones that David's responsible for, and he's not talking about his siblings, he's talking about his children. We will not hide them from their children, he's going to define it now, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord. Look at this generational perpetuation of the truth by faithful fathers, not mothers, fathers. Mothers have a very inferior and secondary role compared to fathers in the training of children. It is an error when it's mothers that are the spiritual leaders in a home. That home will eventually implode upon itself because God ordained fathers to be the teachers of children. There are exceptions like Samuel and Timothy, but those are exceptions where there is an unbeliever or a weak father. The rule is that fathers ought to teach their children. We will not hide them from their children. And you hide it whenever you neglect it. You hide it in every moment that you spend in any activity that's not conveying the truth of God. Showing to the generation to come, and here are three things. The praises of the Lord. The first thing we want to show is how godly men in the Bible praised the Lord. And how to praise the Lord. And to read the praises of the Lord that God inspired by the pen of David. And His strength. We want to tell our children that there is nothing they will ever encounter in their lives. And they will encounter many difficulties, as we know as parents. But they will never encounter a difficulty, nor will they ever be intimidated by an enemy or a situation that God is not stronger than that enemy or that situation. And so we want to communicate to the next generation... His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. Whether it's the work of creation, the work of the flood, the work of calling out the nation of Israel out of Egypt, or the work of salvation. We want to show the great works of God to our children. Those are three things in verse 4. 
It says in verse 5 that God established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel. And that's the written testimony and the written law of God that was written down. Moses wrote it down and it was established. David here is writing 500 years after Moses. And he says, God established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel. God did not establish a testimony in Egypt. God did not establish a testimony in India. God did not establish a testimony in Russia. He established the Old Testament testimony in Israel. Do you know what a special privilege that is? Those fathers had a special gift from God. And that was His Word. His law. And they were to communicate that to their sons. We have been given such a special privilege with the preserved Bible that we have. And we should teach that to our sons and our children, lest it be lost. And He commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. Verse 5. Do you know any of the verses that David's referring to in the second half of verse 5? God commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. When thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou risest up and when thou sittest down, teach thy son and thy son's sons these things. There's the commandment. Several times in the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 6 being the most well-known. Why did God want this to occur in homes? Verse 6, that the generation to come might know them. He doesn't want the generation of His children to forget and lose the things of God. Even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. And that is four generations, brethren. David had fathers that told him he was telling his generation so that in the future they could arise and tell another generation. Let us not be the generation that breaks this holy chain. It will not happen by itself. You have enemies teaching them lies every minute of every day. The television doesn't have a single word of truth at any time on any channel. The radio, music, magazines, the public education system, the government, the mass media, it's all a bunch of lies. And we must teach our children the truth from God's Word that the generation to come might know them. And why do we need our children to know these things? Verse 7, that they might set their hope in God. It's the only way to live or your life is hopeless without the words of God. And that they might not forget the works of God and all the great things He has done. Many Christians have forgotten creation. There is a, a theistic evolution being taught. Can you believe that? I still want to believe in God, so I'm a theist, but I still want to believe in evolution, so I've coined a combination theistic evolution. We don't want our children to forget the works of God. We don't want them to forget His commandments, but to keep them. This is verse 7. And we don't want them to be as their fathers. And I hope that every one of us can say this. We want our children to exceed us. We do not, you know, of course David is speaking about the Israelite fathers. That they were rebellious. But we can say that about ourselves, can't we? That we've been foolish and wasted much of our lives. We don't want our children to do that. 
We have been a stubborn and rebellious generation in comparison to what we could have been or should be. A generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. We want to be steadfast with God and God help us be steadfast with Thee. But let's make sure that our children and our children's children are. Psalm 78, 1 through 8. This is a duty from heaven. You will give an account for how much you've communicated to your children and your grandchildren. Doesn't matter whether they're living with you or not. When you stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. Those children have souls that were breathed into their nostrils by the breath of Almighty God. You did not give existence to your children. You have no more power than the the mice that are living under your house to give power to children. God gave you those children. And they're special treasures that God's given. And we want to fill them with the praise of God, His strength, and His wonderful works that He hath done. And if you don't have any children, there's a whole lot of children in here that you do have. And I hope that we share in each other's children. Every child in here should be important to us, right down to Grandpa sitting over here in the left front corner. Because Grandpa is going to have his own family tree one of these days soon. When you look at Grandpa and talk to Grandpa, you may not see that family tree. At times you may hope that there isn't one. Same with all children. Parents aren't offended because they know I love Grandpa. But Grandpa's going to be a Grandpa real soon. And you know what this passage tells us we can do? The whole world wants to talk about downlines and pyramid schemes and network marketing and multi-level marketing. We've got something to present to children that can tell their children to tell their children. And that can be a wide influence in the earth. May the Lord help us to fulfill Psalm 78. Amen.